Well, it's been a bit of a worry for me. We've been monitoring the system for a, you know, a couple of weeks, since, uh, certainly since I arrived in Malaysia pre-race. We've been uh, talking to the, the health government, the part, uh, department of the uh, government, so we've, uh, we've really monitored it. And the team situation was really, we gave it as much as we could up until the last minute, but really it was in their interest as much as it was in our interest, I think, for the other athletes on the race to sort of stop the Chinese teams coming. But we also had one of the key race officials, the commissaire, was also initially from China, and it was his idea, he think it'd be better for the race and the organization that he didn't come also. And what kind of measures have you taken to ensure the safety of the riders, the officials, the fans at this year's race? Well, it's very difficult because it's, uh, it's an open event. It's not a protected uh, event like it's in a stadium. So we can only do as much as we can. We're our, the race doctor at the start of the race advises all the staff and all the riders and things just to be extra careful when they're in public, washing their hands and things like that. So you can only do so much, but at the end of the day, it is a sports event on open, open roads. Are you concerned at all about the race losing its status with the UCI, the fact that you're not able to attract more world tour teams and, and pro teams? No, well, we've got, the, we've got one to World Tour team in NTT, but there's a, a few factors in it. The calendar's very congested. It's the first time that the race has come back to its original date. Uh, many years ago, it always used to be sort of fairly soon after the Tour Down Under, a World Tour race. And uh, we've now gone back to that date, but it's also a little bit of confusion about when the date finally appeared on the UCI calendar. It wasn't until mid-December, so it was already quite late. But... Um, We've got a good field, some good pro, tour, pro teams um, from Italy who have done very well here. So we're pretty confident that uh, we're going to have some really good racing. And for me also, I like to see the Asian riders develop, the Asian teams, to give them the opportunity to race at this level. So then talk us through the kind of complications involved with it being either a World Tour event or then a pro event. Well, in a World Tour event, there are, you've, got to, you've basically got to have all the teams um, in, from the World Tour, the World Tour division of 20 teams. And um, after that, it leaves very little places for any of the other teams. So it's, uh, there's a lot of criteria to fit when you've, uh, you know, when you've, with the UCI to do that. We can do them if we want, but uh, for the moment, I think we're just happy to be on the Pro Series and really see the race develop. I think, I think this year we've got a, a, great, uh, a great field in terms of comp competition. And um, I think next year we will absolutely have no time. We're already starting to think about next year and uh, having a few more teams. But I don't want it full of World Tour teams. It's a, a little obsession with everybody that, you know, I know so many World Tour teams, but for me, four to six is enough. What about next year? What about the preparations that go into putting a race of this magnitude together, you guys must have already been thinking about 2021. Yes, um, well this year we've also had the fact that it's the 25th anniversary so we've had to fill some obligations from the government who wanted us to go to uh, Sabah and Sarawak which has proved very difficult um, to, um, logistically but I think we've managed very well, the teams are very happy. But we're already talking about next year looking at trying to find some new locations somewhere different but uh, it's uh, for the World Tour teams it's basically about canvassing them. Um, I know already from speaking to some of the teams, the, particularly the pro teams, word of mouth also helps go back when they go back home say, oh, the race was great. You know, the organization was really good. So the word of mouth and also a little bit of canvassing and talking to the teams earlier. We'll already be talking to some teams in the Tour de France this year. Talk to us a little bit about the logistics behind organizing a race like this, the challenges, the, the problems. 
It's about trying to find something different. Trying to, I mean, traditionally we've always really got to put Genting in. It's a sponsor, and it's also an iconic climb. Many people in Europe know it, but it's also about trying to find some new towns, some new, trying to freshen the race up a little bit. We've done that, I think, this year. With uh, we've got Genting, but we've also got a couple of difficult stages. Even the last day, we've thrown a little bit of uh, spanning the works with the circuits at the end. It could be quite a nice finale on the last day in Langkawi. What is it that makes this particular race so special and why is it one of the standard races on the Asian continent? Well, a lot of the Asian races are very well organised also. I do quite a number here. But um, the, the level and the history, I think, of Total Langkawi, um, if you look at the number of riders that have come here in their younger days or even in their mature days, have won races. Um, Egan Bernal, last year's Tour de France winner, was here two or three years ago in the team. Nobody had heard of him, but he came through here. So there's been a lot of riders in the history who have gone on to great things.